MFT. I am your host, Will Sanchez, licensed marriage and family therapist, somatic experiencing practitioner, supervisor, and mentor. Thanks for tuning in again, and thanks for pushing play. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. The Notorious MFT here with another amazing guest with a super special therapy experience or technique how whatever we're going to call it but we're going to call it something by the end of the episode Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to have her on and i'm even more excited to hear about this um this new style of uh therapy so before i get uh, or go any further and ruin it again like i just did uh, (laughs) i'll let her take it away and um my guest today whitney Thank you, Will. Yeah. Thank you for making a couple mistakes so it calms my nerves <laughs> yeah, a little of bit. Um, so hello, everyone. I'm Whitney Ashlock. I'm an associate clinical social worker. Um, I'm working on licensing. I'm done with my hours, getting closer. Um, yeah, I'm a therapist. I love my job. And so not really sure what else to say about that. I work in mental health. I like to work with addiction and co-occurring disorders. Um, I've been working with trauma for about two years. And so the trauma and mental health piece is kind of, I always thought it was going to be addiction. That was going to be my field. That was going to be my demographic, but trauma, anxiety, depression has kind of just, that's where my heart is. Yeah. Your, uh, background, you went to SC for grad school. Yes. I went to USC for yeah. grad school and it was amazing. I had the most amazing professors. Yeah. My, um, supervisor for my practicum, she actually did pro bono supervision for me for, nice. um, cause you need an LCSW and we only had an LMFT at my job. So she was like, I'll do it pro bono. I started tearing up and she says, I need you in the field. Mm. Like we need you in the field. Yeah. And I started crying because it's like, she didn't have to do that. Sure. And yeah, hearing something like that from someone you really respect, that just, yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool. That's great. You're, what got you to pick that program? USC? Yeah. So I did my undergrad at a small Seventh-day Adventist university called Los Angeles University here in California. Um, It was amazing. I had amazing professors. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do after I got my BA in psychology. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go for my doctorate. And so I took a year off. It was more, I just kind of put off the deadline. So I (laughs) had to take a year off. Yeah. But then, so I was just looking around for different master's programs and then I social work. And then I was reading about it and I was like, this is actually everything I wanted to do because I didn't want to just sit in an office across from someone, you know, kind of rotating door of clients. That was my, you know, very stereotypical vision of MFTs. Yeah. No offense. (laughs) No, hey, it's okay. Um, I'm just a little biased. We'll get into that later. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, But yeah, social work kind of, you got your hands dirty, you were in it, you went for the bigger picture, you helped the client get back into life. And that, yeah, so I looked up best social work programs in USC was up there. Um, 
and also you know usc that was always kind of when i was (laughs) a teen that was like the dream school but i wasn't getting into usc gotcha but yeah i got in yeah and here you are an experience yeah yeah that's awesome that's really good what um who uh like what got you into the social work field like who who inspired you or what inspired you so i'm going to take a few steps back to undergrad first quarter sure. I took psychology 101 for an elective i think it was like chapter four it was about addiction mm. and so fun fact about me i'm an addict i struggled um as a teenager i got clean at 18 and i didn't really understand it i just knew i couldn't do it anymore and so when we were going through this chapter and looking at the science the brain all of that i was just like this is it like i was undeclared at the time i didn't i had no talents you know mm-hmm. i didn't have a career like i didn't want to be an astronaut or a nurse sure. but suddenly i was like this i just felt so seen and then i declared my major that quarter nice yeah okay so chapter four I think it was chapter four. Yeah. It was like early on. Yeah. We went hard in that class. Nice. And I had an amazing professor too. She's, she was so amazing. She did this experiment where she was holding a beaker of like a, a liquid. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was like super toxic. So you couldn't inhale it, but she wanted us all to smell it. So she like walked around the room, like kind of wafting, you know, and we're all like, oh, that's a weird smell. Like some people didn't smell anything, but like some people did. So it was just going around the room. And then she tripped and spilled it on somebody. And we all freak out. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was just water. <laughs> okay. So everyone in the room that smelled something. Yeah. So it was like groupthink or some, oh, you know, something wow. like that. But yeah. demonstrate. But it was just so like things like that. It was just so much fun, so fascinating, and yeah, I just fell in love. Nice. Well, that's cool. Do you remember that professor's name? Yeah, Dr. Leslie Martin. Dr. Leslie Martin. If you're out there listening, <laughs> thank you. Inspired She's a amazing. inspired a very uh, good uh, clinician here. Uh-huh. Um, so w- to get that kind of background and to kind of understand where the light bulb started to go off, um, just for those of us listening and trying to get to know more, you know, what would you say your style or your approach to therapy uh, is like? So if I'm going just classic pick like an orientation, it would be CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, for mm-hmm. those who don't know. Um, I just kind of naturally went that way. Mm-hmm. But then I would I always operate from a strengths-based perspective. Um, I always talk to my clients about the spectrum of like things that are weaknesses. Mm-hmm. There are strengths. You know, I'm very detail-oriented, I'm very observant. And that makes me kind of weird when people first meet me because I observe, sure. you know, I'm very quiet, but I think that's such a strength of mine. So really building clients up, getting down to what, like the thought behind it, where it came from. Often it goes way back to childhood. So that brings in some of the attachment theory, mm. which I love. Gotcha. Um, and then I recently got trained in EMDR. I'm working on certification. Right, right. So that has catapulted my trauma-informed approach. Gotcha. So yeah, it's all just a sprinkling of a little bit of everything, but best suited for the client. So I always kind of let them direct me, but CBT is always at the ground. Nice. I like that. Um, What got you, like what turned your focus or what shifted to EMDR? Like was 
was it a client or an experience or because like it it's an awesome technique for sure like an awesome modality so just curious and people get into it for different reasons i was just wondering so where i work there was like a good six months that every new client wanted emdr okay it became this like (laughs) you know it's the designer therapy it's the trending therapy everybody's heard they don't know what it is they're like i want emdr i had clients that I thought they could benefit. So I referred them to a colleague that did EMDR. And then I saw the connection they had. And I was I was just kind of envious. I was like, I, I'm missing something, like a part of my client's journey mm-hmm. I'm not a part of. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. Gotcha. I wanted to be able to stay connected with them, process their trauma, give them resources. And um, my former supervisor from USC she um told me i'd be great at it she was always telling me like do emdr do emdr like that's so it fits you so perfectly and so i was blessed by my employer who um paid for my training and it was like i remember when she sent me the message i ran into her office i was like are you serious like i was so excited i signed up right away i did the training like the next month Mm -hmm. and it yeah, it's just been amazing. That's cool. Well, good. Well, yeah, I mean, I I like that you want to be a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sometimes it's tricky to have like have clients or people that you're working with. Um, sometimes it's tough for people to take the weight of like their mm-hmm. emotional content or, or their distress. Um, and it's cool to hear that like you just like you said earlier, and get your hands dirty, like really get into it. Um, I think a lot of like the the social work field and bubble is like opens you up to like getting in on like the ground level, like you had shared, which yeah. is kind of cool. I like that. Um, you said you're almost certified. Are you working your way? So I'm in the middle of certification. There's a couple different things. One mm-hmm. of which is 10 months. Um, once a month you do a consultation, Yeah. but there's one other consultee and then the consultant. Gotcha. And then, so you go over like sessions, things like that and get feedback. You can ask questions. It's two hours once a month. And it is a godsend because EMDR is so it's so scripted and yet it's so unpredictable. It's like this weird dichotomy. Yeah. And so without that consultation session, I feel like, yeah, I'd be a little lost. Sure. But yeah. So that I've done about six consultation ses- sessions. And then I think I have to take some continuing education, you know, the classic, continue, gotcha, yeah. you know, and then pay Andrea, you know, <laughs> yeah. the membership signups, yeah. all the, Got and it. I think you just apply, but yeah, okay. I'll be a, cool little certification my first certification yeah yeah for sure i mean you're there's a lot like uh, ahead of you so i want all of yeah yeah you're like that's cool i i'm I'm remembering even some of your uh um, experiences even for licensure Mm -hmm. uh you had taken like your first exam and like the power went out power went out and they lost it so i had to reschedule then i went back and then the wi-fi was down yeah and because my exam was off site and it was the same guy like doing the proctor or whatever and he his face you, <laughs> like he felt so bad i mean like i would a little bit too like he felt so, <laughs> he was working so hard to figure it out like then at&t was aware like i waited for hours and then i just left feeling so defeated and it didn't feel as bad as the first time but it was just like i'm never gonna pass this exam like yeah. i felt so confident that was what 
bother me. I was just reviewing my questions. I had like two more to double check. You know, yeah. I was told to go through, use all my time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I knew I had passed it. And I was like, oh, that's such a bummer. Then two weeks or so later, I get an email saying my results are ready to view. I'm like, my what now? Open the email. It's that sheet with my mugshot yeah. saying I pass. Oh, the mugshot. And I just like, I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I ran into the kitchen. I was at work in one of the residential houses. And I ran into the kitchen and show a colleague. I was like, read this. And my face was just like panicked. And she was like, you pass. That's a good thing. What's with your face? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, but I, I didn't hit submit. Like, I don't know what meant like, to be the social work gods because yeah that law and ethics exam it's just it's a trip it's long <laughs> yeah yeah i've been it's hearing so long i've been hearing it's not uh not an enjoyable process like at all so i'm glad yeah. i'm glad it worked out wi-fi issues right literally the two things you'd never expect gotcha <laughs> you uh so you're pretty close to that and like which is really cool so it sounds like you might be licensed and then like emdr cert like all in the same little phase which is which is awesome kind of crazy um because i i think about that and i think about a person's like development through their licensure mm -hmm. through through their like profession uh and then like that leads me into this question because i would imagine someone in in your phase uh, might approach someone a certain way and then after certification or licensure i don't know if it shifts it shifted for me a tiny bit but to to be with you in session like what do you what do you think that's like tell us what that's like i mean i feel like it's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah. um i feel like there's humor in my sessions um i very much just i'm sarcastic like i just I find the humor in things and I think I can use that to be very direct with my clients. So the rapport is just, I'm, I can't help but be myself. It's kind of, I have very rigid boundaries in some areas, but in other areas, I just like, I literally have to double check with clients and say like, Hey guys, I'm, I curse. If you're not comfortable, please tell me and I will adjust because yeah. I cannot curse around my mom. It's built into my, like it's just <laughs> muscle memory. So I'm like, yeah. I got this. Like, no worries but otherwise i will be cursing the entire time yeah sounds so, good so <laughs> yeah so i feel like it's a very safe space um in that i'm just non-judgmental like i have anxiety i have depression i'm an addict like and i'm all i want to do is be there for people that struggled like i struggled yeah so i feel like just that realness of it makes it like you can feel that in session yeah i'm very much about vibes yeah i feel like my sessions have a good vibe cool except when they fuck up except when <laughs> and i'm having to call them out sure then they can feel the tension the, a little the bit vibes. they know they know when they walk in they're like yeah. oh no oh man vibes shift when you gotta yeah. call people out yeah of course well that's that's cool that's neat like that makes a lot of sense when you're sharing about your previous desire for <clears throat> going through that journey with someone through their trauma mm -hmm. um yeah. and through your own like trauma training which is awesome yeah that's really cool i um i can appreciate that for sure that's that's awesome yes. what 
one thing for sure we wanted to talk about was uh, obviously getting to know you and your mm -hmm. approach and like a super interesting thing that came out of like getting to know you and like working alongside you a little bit too was your rock climbing is mm -hmm. like a big thing in your life. Yeah. And um, now you're trying to figure out ways to kind of introduce it into your like professional life. Yeah. Um, which I think is neat. And you've shared a few experiences with some, some of the people you work with. Mm -hmm. And um, I just thought that maybe we could explore or maybe you can share like how that came to you and why. And it seems like super impactful mm -hmm. and like a very fruitful experience for you and yeah. the person you're working with. So I just I wanted to get to know that a little better and, of course, let the world know a little mm -hmm. bit about that, too. I would love to let the world know. I so I started climbing seven years ago. Yeah. Um, went out to a gym with the, on a guest pass with a friend. I'm a, definitely afraid of heights. I remember climbing up a V zero. So that's a bouldering grade. That's literally it's a ladder. Okay. okay. It's, it's a, no, it's a ladder. Right. And I get like three quarters of the way up this super gnarly climb. And I swear I got vertigo and I like <laughs> fell back. I try to grab the wall, like the, cement brick wall like not there's no holds on it like it was just i anyway i fell landed on the mat and now i don't really remember what was going through my head but i just got back up and then sent the climb and how i felt when i had topped out so like walked over the top of the climb was just i was hooked i signed up for a membership that day because i just did it yeah. and i didn't really know how i did it because i was just present and I just yeah. went up and I mean, that rush, that excitement that you're just so intentional and mindful and in your body, it just like that whole like physical, like mental, spiritual, like it just solved everything. And so now it's my coping skill. It's my relaxation time. It's my fun time. Like I have great friends. The climbing community is an amazing community. Yeah. Very supportive, very encouraging. The people I surround myself with don't care how good you climb, how hard you climb. It's just about climbing and pushing yourself. And um, I climb every day after work. Um, I'm very restless or anxious if I don't. Um, and yeah, I just, it, I know I can't say this as a therapist, but it's my therapy. I know it's not a replacement for a professional, <laughs> sure. you know, but it just, I don't know. It, it just sounds so cheesy. I just love it. I love it yeah. so much. And it's, I mean, it's been a part of my life for the past seven years. Yeah, of course. And then that when the pandemic hit, I remember, cause so the shutdown gyms closed climbing outside, there was kind of this, like, is it safe? Is it not like people kind of didn't know what to do. Um, so I didn't have climbing for a few months and it just, it really highlighted how important it is to me. Yeah. Um, and how much it regulates me. And so that's whenever I'm talking to clients, like, and they're asking about coping skills, I'm like, dude, I climb. I just always climb. Even mm -hmm. when I don't want to, I just go for a little bit and just move and stretch and just, am present. You know, all the bullshit fades away. Um, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about what I have to do. I'm not thinking about my commute home. You know, it just, 
yeah, I always tell clients to try something active. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, anything to move the body. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's any, that's an excellent coping strategy. How are you, how would you bridge the gap between that experience and like supporting a client? So I actually have had a couple different opportunities. So I took some clients climbing at Sender One Santa Ana. Um, they did the like <laughs> intro course yeah. and then we got them up on the wall. And I remember one client, she was going up and then it was like three quarters of the way. She's shake like her legs are shaking like fucking Elvis Presley, right? But she doesn't turn around and look back to be lowered or anything. She's just shaking for, it felt like eternity, but it was probably like 30, 45 seconds. <laughs> okay. And then she did the last two moves and got to the top. And I was so excited. But then when she turned around her face, the smile just beaming, like she was gasping for breath, but she was so happy. And I still get, I, whenever I tell, this was like over a year ago, I still get goosebumps telling it because she was literally going to vibrate off that hold that she was stuck at, but she didn't, she just like regrouped mm -hmm. and then went to the top. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's climbed since, but just knowing that you can get through that moment yeah. and like achieve something. Yeah. It's just huge. And I've seen other clients, they like want to go every Sunday. Like it really helps them. Sure. Um, I had a client who literally just couldn't sit still everything just was triggering misophonia up like just all of it and climbing she was smiling every mm -hmm. time we'd go mm -hmm. even when she got frustrated she was always smiling seems and, like it would have a hand in your like cbt approach oh, absolutely and i always love pointing that out when they get down i give them a little like dude you went like always validating like dude you pushed through like i didn't even have to say anything you know i always bring that piece <clears throat> because i think it's really important to recognize when you get through things that may not seem important or whatever like it's just climbing like climbing is kind of silly right yeah. you just climb on rocks yeah like the uh <laughs> metaphorical and literal wall that we uh have right? to overcome sure yeah that's and that's cool. the thing about it it's and it can always like just tiptoe into the cheesy factor but it's like you're literally just like fighting yourself and your inner thoughts and the negativity like the head game in climbing is almost more important than the physical strength mm. because if your head game's off this happens to professional climbers all the time when your head game's off you're gonna fall off that wall yeah i've popped off a wall so many times because my mind's just somewhere else or i'm nervous because my foot slipped last time i just have to like remind myself okay three deep breaths okay you know yeah what you said, you mentioned like the cheesy stuff. Is that the therapy part that is no, cheesy? No, it's saying like climbing saved my life kind oh, of thing. Oh, oh, got like, it. Because I um I quit drinking seven years ago. Oh, okay. And then, so the day I stopped drinking, two weeks later, I found climbing. And that community, like, I mean, with any community, people drink, whatever, you know, have fun. But it's, you don't. Like old school OG climbers, all the partying but the modern climber is not as prevalent and so mm -hmm. i felt safe because i didn't really know what to do in your mid-20s if you don't drink but then i just found this community of people that yeah we were all doing the same thing and it wasn't going to bars yeah that's amazing like i can't tell you like i work with the young adult population mm -hmm. and 
major struggle of like, you know, nurturing a relationship and, mm -hmm. and then nurturing like a community. The social piece. And yeah, they're like, it's so hard. The 20 somethings. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're out doing their thing. I was just telling you earlier about why our hallways are locked <laughs> up here. Why the door has uh, a code. Yeah, why we've got codes, but we're, we're, um, we're missing that piece. And it's really cool mm -hmm. that you like want to introduce that into your practice. Yeah. And in itself be like an offshoot into like a community that is yet another safe space mm -hmm. for the people you're working with. That's amazing. And I, you're, I just want to be very clear because I'm super happy about it. And, um, uh, you're wanting to introduce this into your practice. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you're, you're open to being with people in that sense, like even like right now, if they're, if they were open to it. Oh yeah. Okay. I get giddy even at the thought of it. Like I told friends at the gym, like, I'm like, Oh, like I have, I work for this guy, like in his private practice. And he's like really excited about climbing and like, Oh my. And they're like, dude, that's so rad. Like I just, I mean, I used to belay for birthday parties, like at the gym I go to, like, yeah. and I remember it was a group of like seven to 10 year old little girls and seen like one had a like full-blown panic attack, like a foot off the ground. So I lowered her and then she like took a deep breath and then she was like, okay, I want to go again. And she did that like 19 more times all with panic attacks, but she got a little further every time. Yeah. And it was just like, dude. Yeah. Like, so it's just the idea of doing a workshop or taking a single client climbing, helping them through it, talking them through it, processing what's coming up for them. Yeah. that literally like that's it that's what i want to do because it's practical you know it introduces a coping skill and it's i don't know there's something about climbing that you just it uses your whole body and you gain such awareness of just every limb every piece every the tension in your hands versus the tension in your core versus the bullshit going through your head that's making you not be able to hold tension in your core. Right. Like it just really highlights how it's all connected. Wow. That's really cool. I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of people would probably like two things I'm assuming, uh, they might think it's cool at first and then they get there with you and they're like, you know what? No, never, never mind. It's, it's harder than it looks. Oh yeah. I can. Those I can ladders. Imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, your experience probably would make it seem more smooth, but I imagine it shouldn't be. And that's ultimately the therapeutic piece to mm -hmm. it. This experiential side of it that helps you be in the moment with the people that you're with, which is really cool. I mean, we yeah. miss that in like traditional face-to-face -face talk therapy, like in this mm -hmm. little cubicle of an office that we have, you know, like we could, we could lose a lot of, like in moment experience, unless we like induce it in session. Yeah. But that's, that could be high risk if you're working with like a trauma population mm -hmm. or that could even be a huge miss if someone like isn't there yet. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I'm imagining this technique being something very new to you every time as well, even mm -hmm. though you, you've got the reps and you're doing this. I imagine it being new for you because you're experiencing somebody else's like brand new experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's kind of 
coming in with a preconceived notion of climbing, you know, there's been a couple movies out. So people have this idea. Yeah. I, I think everyone's scared of heights. I feel like everyone I've talked to that is just <laughs> climbing. They're like, I'm scared of heights. The movie that comes to mind is that I forget who it is. Is it James Franco? Is it he's in it? Oh, 127 yeah, hours. Yeah, where he's like stuck between rocks or something. I don't know. <laughs> he loses an arm. I was talking about the <laughs> one that won an Oscar. <laughs> Free Solo. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. That, see, I, I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of it. So I think of him and then I think of being trapped. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that too. We would start in a gym yeah. with um, clients. I don't know the <laughs> process. that it, So this is very new to me. So yeah. I've read about like adventure therapy, things like that. Obviously, there's wilderness, outward bounds, all the things. Um, so it's definitely out there. Like it's not new, new, but doing something purely tailored for climbing. Yeah. Well, this just this way, I don't have to be sent to the wilderness to do this. And yeah, know, I don't have to go have met such a bottom bottom in my mm -hmm. life that I need that much exactly. uh, containment. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think it could be a fun way to like not do therapy, but do therapy. Yeah. I think I like it's that. a good like kind of bridge to yeah. kind of being more intentional looking at yourself, being open to someone saying like, hey, maybe you should unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, those of you uh, about to work with Whitney, she'll therapy you without you knowing. So <laughs> watch out. Watch so quickly out. with the drive-bys. Just... Yeah. 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 Um, wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you for, for sharing all of that. I mean, yeah. this has been very uh, illuminating on this <laughs> experience. Um. I think I, I definitely wanted to bring awareness of, uh, of this approach because um, only a very small, a very small community knows about like adventure therapy or mm -hmm. experiential therapy. Um, and like I'd mentioned earlier, like I'm, I'm not about to try to be in the actual wilderness right now. <laughs> and <laughs> no? It, you no, it seems like you're, you'd be the more safe bet to be with through through like a rock climbing experience so that's really cool so you're currently taking new rock climbing clients absolutely and and you're you're very much open to that and yeah. we just i'll uh click the link uh or i'm sorry i'll add the link to click okay. and i'll put it in the bio in the episode yeah so anybody wanting to know any any more information about whitney and her method and process just want to go um, climbing with me yeah or just go climbing <laughs> get to know get to know the community yeah. but uh but thank you so much for coming in i really appreciate it um it's such an awesome awesome time with you and a great technique um obviously very well versed with your cbts and your trauma-informed care mm -hmm. and now you're rock climbing like you're gonna have you're gonna have a great time with whitney um Aww. thank you guys for for joining and of course as always thank you for pushing play